Today's podcast is presented by our friends at the Iowa State University Foundation, who are constantly trying to strengthen the Cyclone community. You can support tomorrow's big ideas with a gift today. Be loud, be proud, be a part of the movement, and donate to the college or a department that you are passionate about today. Loyal and forever true, let's all help Move What Matters by visiting MoveWhatMatters.com today. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Road and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. Welcome to Williamson Bloom, Wednesday, the 27th of September. My name is Chris Williams. I'm joined, as always, by Brent Bloom, and we are presented by our friends at MechDyne and the MechDyne Corporation. I actually heard, uh, and I need to check with our guy, Chris Clover, on this. I, I heard a rumbling from one of MechDyne's partners, not partners, uh, like somebody who they work with. A that client. They were, yeah, a cl- that they were doing Alabama's scoreboard or something like that right now. So this, wow. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to like explain to our yeah. audience, or I'm trying to fill in like what we're doing here. This isn't simple Marshalltown uh, high school, and again, I love the Roundhouse, mm. but Mechdine is worldwide. Like yeah. literally, they do some big time projects, big time stuff. We appreciate it. We could not be more thrilled to be associated with them, at least loosely. I don't know if they want to claim us completely. <laughs> well, we we did get invited to the happy hour still, so it. I love their happy hours. Yeah. They have great people. I, I've got to know uh, Kelly, who I email with. And then, you know, there's a lot of great people at MechDime. We appreciate it. Uh, MechDime, uh, enabling discovery. They present the Cyclone Fanatic Williams and Bloom podcast here now twice a week on the Cyclone Fanatic podcast network. We're also presented by our friends at Cody Road Bourbon. You got the new bottle? I do. I have it right here. Let me pull it. If you're watching on YouTube, the Williams and Bloom Wednesday show is now on YouTube. Where you can watch us if you want. Look at that. Oh my goodness! Isn't that beautiful? I don't even want to. I well, I do want to drink out of that, but I, that's that's a that's a well, good looking piece of art right there. Well, I was actually gonna. I think I'm gonna reach out to my buddy Roger up at Cyclone Liquors. Yeah. To do a, a bottle um, event party coming up here in the next couple months because we've done this is really cool. This is the fourth year in a row we've done it and and in your world everybody's doing these things now. But like we've been <laughs> doing the first. These, I know. Yeah, we've been doing these for like half a decade. And it's really neat for the people who have all the bottles and you can stack them up and it looks really cool on your shelf. So we appreciate our friends at, at Cody Road. Grain to glass, baby. Mississippi River Distilling Company and my buddy Ryan Burchett who has become a really close friend of mine and I I appreciate him uh, for fueling the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Iowa State and uh, Oklahoma coming up on Saturday. I've got my all my notes taken on the Sooners. Um, interesting spot, I think, for for both teams. Texas next week for Oklahoma, yep. which is which is notable from a look ahead factor. Uh, if you watched Oklahoma's media availability. From yesterday, which I did this morning, a lot of talk on, you know, Brent Venables is pounding the fact that Iowa State has played well there in the past. He is right. I would also argue that, boy, that was those are experienced Iowa State teams. This one is is very young, very fair, um, which I is is a concern for me, uh, I think, going into Saturday. Um, But I would also, you know, this uh, very different Oklahoma team. Brent, where they are really good on defense. And I, I got all the numbers here, but 
They've only given up three touchdowns all season, which is second in the nation. Uh, but they're not a great running team on the offensive side either. Dylan right. Gabriel has really been the straw that serves the drink for them. 78%, 12 touchdowns, one interception. They, they, they don't really have a lead running back. It's like this three-man rotation that they're doing right now. Uh, I... I don't really know what to expect from either of these teams, to be honest. We're all excited about Iowa State after watching the Ole Raid and all that stuff, but it's like, does that translate to Norman? Um, does you know? And what is what are the Sooners right now? This is a compelling matchup, I believe. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it, I think it's there's a lot going on, and and uh, you're right. All of the talk, if you read all the press clippings from Oklahoma, is hey, are you looking ahead to the Texas game? And I, I love that I love that line of questioning because even if they're not, now they are because they're getting asked about it. So there's a there's got to be a natural look ahead factor. Even Iowa State, in a weird way, uh, if you if you get them in an honest hour, there was a look ahead factor beyond Ohio. I, I mean, I think there was a lot of belief. Iowa State could just roll in there and win the game, and clearly, uh, Iowa State did not. Uh, you wonder even. I mean, you're still. What I, what I caution people is you're still dealing with 18 to 23 year olds. That Oklahoma Texas game is a monster next week. It'll be the game of of the week, potentially of the year in the Big 12. There's no way Oklahoma can't look at that. Uh, so that, but I think I think it, it provides a nice opportunity for Iowa State to go in there and this is a it's I there's a not, nothing to lose attitude, but there's a lot to that. I mean, no one's expecting Iowa State to go in there and win, but Iowa State's played well there before. Iowa State's defense is still top-notch, and I'm really excited for guys like TJ Tampa and Miles Purchase to match up with this Oklahoma receiving core who's gotten a lot of attention. Dylan Gabriel's gotten a lot of attention, but Iowa State feels it has the best secondary in the Big 12, and I think they can be right there. I really do. I, I think you know Oklahoma's favored by 20 for a reason. In my personal opinion, I think that's high, considering Iowa State's capability on defense, but uh, you don't know, and I agree with you. Rocco Becht has been great. This is the biggest test for him by far. Now he's gotten some confidence. The, the leash has gotten longer. But it's a whole new animal when you're on the road in the Big 12 against a, a defense that has been as good as Oklahoma's. Yeah, they, they forced some pretty key turnovers in that Cincinnati game, if you watched it. that They went 20-6. to six. I don't know if the game was closer than the scoreboard indicated, but, it, man, it felt like Cincinnati was just a couple plays away from that being like an actual – threat however kind of felt like Oklahoma left some out there as well um here this I I just don't know what to expect you know you watch Campbell on Tuesday and you're like oh okay they're gonna go back to the wishbone you know like that's (laughs) the take like and he's just screwing with everybody like I'm not overreacting to anything that Matt said but I'm looking at this Oklahoma defense Again, I noted they've only given up three touchdowns all season, which is pretty staggering through four games. It really is, yeah. A lot of their stuff skewed from that Arkansas State game, but whatever. They still put on the pads and and won 73 to nothing. They are um, defensively 4.4 yards per play. That's 17th. This is the one that's kind of scary to me. 13th in yards per rush defensively at 2.6 yeah and you know Iowa State wasn't able to run the ball against Ohio and a bad Oklahoma State team what what do you think they do like do you because I I mean 
common sense says to me that you've got to go out there and just throw the ball because you're not going to be able to run it. Do you think Matt will do that on the road? We saw him do so, it at home. Will he do it on the road? Interesting. You mentioned Matt yesterday. I encourage people, go listen to the podcast that he does on the Coach's Show. Way more revealing than okay. anything he says. I haven't heard it yet. Okay. Yeah, it was really well done. I mean, Hark, Hark and Walters asked some really good questions. And what Matt said uh, was basically that second half, they started to get a little bit more in the ground game. Oklahoma State had nine and ten guys up front early and basically said, all right, Rocco, beat us. And he did. Uh, and then in the second half, you noticed that the running game got a little bit better. Eli Sanders was a couple, you know, shoelace tackles from breaking a couple. They moved their second safety back, according to Matt, on the on the coach's show. So they were doing one single high safety early. We made it really hard to run. And then they brought that second one back and developed some more gaps once Iowa State was able to throw the ball. So we'll see what Oklahoma elects to do. I think Iowa State's going to give the keys to Rocco. I really do. I think you have to. Now, they're not going to just abandon the run game because a lot of the success Iowa State had was predicated off the run. you got to try it. But I, I think you're going to look for Iowa State to try and get Noel Jackson uh, Higgins involved pretty early here. They're not going to they're not going to be patient and you know bang their head against the wall because it, Oklahoma's really good against the run. I just think it'll be interesting from Venables what he decides to do. Do you do you, do you try and dare Iowa State to throw it? It's a good secondary for Oklahoma, but relatively untested. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's an interesting matchup. It's a we will learn more about where Iowa State really is from a philosophical standpoint today or excuse me, on Saturday than we have at any point of the season. Because what Matt said again yesterday is we're learning more about our team as the season go, which makes sense. They didn't know. You don't know what you have until you play the games. And Iowa State has clearly seen that Higgins, Jackson, and Noel can be good players. Bramer, too. I mean, I think, you, I think you're going to play those guys a lot. And then I would not be surprised if Eli Sanders gets the nod right from the start on Saturday. It seems like he has taken the reins and has, has maybe taken that position over for now, for now. But well, uh, you'll see Sama Hansen and supposedly Norton practice as well. So we'll see them all. Well, it is notable that Sanders was hurt. So he, he well may have been the guy all along. He was closing in early August for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the, I mean, I, I've told people before I do the Athlon see where you have to have like a depth chart in like April. It's impossible. And I was kind of nudged at that they thought Sanders would be the guy then. So this isn't really surprising if he's the guy. It's just, again, I'd I'd be curious to see if Eli Sanders is as effective when you haven't thrown for 300 yards and you trot him out there, right? Because that, like, like you were just talking about what Matt said schematically, like he was facing a lot less aggression towards the run than Norton and sama had earlier in the year the the good news is iowa state proved against oklahoma state and yes it was oklahoma state that they can beat one-on-one coverage with the receivers that's a big win because if Uh you can't do that then you're dead like you're literally dead on offense but iowa state jackson in particular has been really good beating coverage feels like he's doesn't it feel like he's maybe probably better than anybody anticipated right now 100 percent his story is really cool so you know he was a highly decorated kid as a junior in high school Got in a near life or you know life or death car accident his senior year, missed most of it, and so all of the big time offers Cedar dropped. Iowa State stuck with him. He's been hurt off and on, um, but just stuck it out. But the talent's there. Like, you can see it. Like, that guy, 
that guy is a Big 12 player, and he's finally getting that reps and confidence and becoming a vocal leader as well. So he changes things a little bit. He's a guy that did not know what to expect. You always heard Daniel Jackson was 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 on the roster. I mean, even as a freshman, he played. Uh, yeah. But now you're finally starting to see that consistency. And what he can do that the other receivers haven't proven yet is he's been able to beat one-on-one coverage. And that is huge for helping the run game as well. Let's talk about Oklahoma a little bit more. That's kind of what we've started doing with this Wednesday pod. And I, I like what, let's discuss what are the Sooners and go through what they've done this year. They, they killed Arkansas state. Um, they, by, by the way, I, Denison, I got some, I, I mentioned Denison on Sunday that that was yeah. Arkansas state. I had forgotten. Remember Kamari cotton Moya. Mm-hmm. He, he was, he was the high school coach at Denison. Is at he still, point. I don't know if he still is or not. I need to check that anyway. Arkansas State, Tulsa, and uh, both Arkansas State and Tulsa were not competitive games for Oklahoma. Correct. Uh, SMU was. I remember we talked about that on this show, and we we thought it would be, you know, they, they end up winning by 17, but it was still a, a good game. That This feels similar to that, and it's like, you know, is Iowa State as good as SMU? I don't. I don't know. I would, I would sure like to hope so. Yeah. But, um, I, I, I just don't know what they are. I do think they're a lot better than they're. I think they're considerably better than what I thought they would be. And I was down on Oklahoma. I think I'm under their win total on the year. Yep. But I don't think they're like better than like, I don't know. Maybe they are 10 and two. I don't know. I this, don't Twelves is not, I don't think the big 12 is very good. Here, so like, here, yeah. What, what are they? Are they favored at Kansas? Probably. Right. They're favored at Kansas right now, but not by a lot. Yeah. Like, I mean, are they really invincible to think that, like, you know, they couldn't lose to UCF or TCU on the road? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I just, I feel like they're a solid top 20 team, but I don't think that this is going to be at the end of the year like some top 10 Oklahoma team that's a playoff threat. This yeah, doesn't feel like it to me. And I'm guessing they're wondering the same thing. Now, they the, the fan base will be confident because they, they're they undefeated. They haven't really been tested at all, and so you, you feel good sold about out. it. I saw that. It's sold yeah, out. They got to feel good, but it's also like the, part of them has to wonder, well, because if you look underneath the the, the hood a little bit, they, they're not running the ball. And, no. you know, and it's just that that tells me. 68th nationally. Is you, they need and Gabriel's really good. Uh, I'm a big Dylan Gabriel fan. I mean, that guy's been around forever. It seems like he is. He's on the Jeff Settles plan at this point. Mm-hmm. But he can't do it all. I and mean, in the Big Twelve, if you're one dimensional, it's going to be tough. Obviously, it's going to find out the same thing. You need to be able to run the ball at some point. Uh so I yeah I just I just think this is a really good spot for Iowa State. I mean, nobody's expecting Iowa State to go do anything. Oklahoma's riding high. And then CW, if you look at the game last year names, and largely these teams are they're they're not completely the same, but it, I think it was a good perspective last year. Oklahoma wins by two touchdowns. However, Iowa State outgained and had more first downs than Oklahoma. Uh, Hunter Deckers had a turn the ball over a couple of times, and it was a huge, huge problem. That's where the honestly, we 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 talk about all the numbers. Rocco's got to take care of the ball, and he's been great so far. But that's where it could get sideways for Iowa State, in my opinion is if Rocco tries to do a little bit too much and you turn the ball over, that's where things can start rolling downhill down there. And Iowa State's seen that in games past 
um, prior to the Campbell regime. But the good thing, looking this morning, uh, Matt Campbell has in in seven games against the Sooners, the largest margin of defeat is only 14 points, and that was last year. Uh, he's been super, super competitive, especially in Norman. So I was just going to have some good vibes going down there. I truly believe that. Talking to some folks on the staff this week, it seems like a little more pep in their step. Everybody was, everybody needed Saturday just to get some confidence, and yeah. those young guys are going to go down there with some belief, which is great. This isn't this isn't 2015 when you're going down there and you know it's just going to be a problem. You know, Mike, this tells me that this is a couple touchdown loss at the end of the day, but everybody feels like you still took a step forward going into next week. That's my that's what my gut tells me about this game. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's fair. I I just think Iowa State this this is a I think this is a great opportunity any way you slice it. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're, if you, if you're competitive, great. Uh, you're going to learn something about your team either way. And I, I think Iowa state feels good being one and all going into this game. And the next two weeks, seat up, give me one of the one, one of the, one of the two. And I yeah. think everyone's going to be pretty happy. Let me ask you um, about Iowa state's defensive game plan here. Uh, my suspicions, I believe are, are correct that, that, that the D line just, it's not bad. They're not getting pressure with three. When, when Iowa state has gotten pressure this year, even on Saturday, it's when they've gotten more aggressive. How do you approach yeah. Dylan Gabriel and these wide receivers? Um, I think that it's a great challenge for the secondary. I, man, I, I hope Malik Verdone's good to go. Yeah. And I don't be, know. If, I don't know if he's going to be. Well, probably not then, but, you know, who knows? Whatever Matt says in the press conference yeah. doesn't really matter when it comes to that. Uh, but because like, they're just not getting the pressure with three. It's not to say that they won't eventually, but they, they haven't really yet. Yeah. And here's- I, I think you just be aggressive with them, Brent, and trust your secondary and challenge those guys to go out and beat up on Oklahoma's receivers. Because I – I don't think with Gabriel just sending three and letting him pick you apart is a great game plan here. No, I agree. You know, if you look at last year's game, Gabriel was very average. He was very average. Now, are they? Wasn't he hurt? Uh, he was. I think he might have been dinged up a little bit. He played the whole game. Yeah. He only threw for like one. It was 30. a story, though. Like, I think it yeah. was his first game back from an injury or You're right. something like that. You're right. So, but I, I'm just trying to think out loud, C Dub. When is the last time an offense has really just destroyed Iowa State through the air. You know? Yeah, no, it's a great point. Like their Iowa State is literally built for to defend an offense like Oklahoma's. Now, if they could run the ball, then it's going to be a long day for Iowa State. But if Iowa State's able to stuff the run, and again Oklahoma's 70th in the country in running, they haven't been great so far, then I think it's I think it's a fun matchup. Dylan Gabriel's really good. Receivers are really good. But Iowa State has a couple of draft picks too in that secondary. That'll be going to be going to be ready for that challenge, and so let's see it. I mean, this is a fun game for Iowa State because it's like it's, here's my fear: it's, it's your good against their good. Yeah, I just eh. am I making too big of a deal about Verdone? It just felt like maybe it feels like every time he's out, it's not defense, as good. No, the defense drops You're right. off. You're right, especially against a team like this. Like I know they haven't run well, but they've got good running backs there. You know, it's, it's right. Oklahoma; they've got plenty of talent. My fear yeah. is that you're 
saying, okay, daring us, and then they gash you in the run. And that's where Verdun's so important because he can come up and stop the run so well. That's a good point. Yeah, I think he he's a huge piece. Uh, getting Gary Vaughn back 100%. He was not 100% still on Saturday's big. Yeah. And you just got to avoid. I watched the tape back, and you could tell Vaughn was at, what, 70%. Like, he didn't yep. look like himself. So, hopefully, he's better this week. Uh, and then – you know, you just got to avoid the catastrophic mistake. You had two big ones against Oklahoma State that you just can't have happen. You know, the the bad run fit that led to the really long run and on Oklahoma State's first touchdown, and then that matchup where you had bacon on that slot receiver running back, that just you can't have that happen. Um, and Jeff Levy, the Oklahoma offensive coordinator, is really good. So they're going to they're gonna look for those things. Yeah, I hope Verdon plays. Uh, ben Nichols has been a nice replacement there. Uh, Tashawn James played a lot of snaps, but they're not Malik Verdone. So you're going to need. Hopefully, he's back in there. And then, I think this. I think this is a fun, fun matchup. But yeah, I, gosh, if I was thinking hold Oklahoma under 100 yards on rushing, then this will be interesting. And you got It'll a be shot. Super interesting. Yeah, you got It'll a shot. Be, you're going to need a couple turnovers, though. Absolutely. You know? And, and that's the, where I'm just like, let's let's pressure Gabriel, and if they beat you otherwise then you gave it a shot yeah and he hasn't and he has been mistake free all year so yeah. he has been he's been he hasn't great. really seen pressure like yeah, i mean you know. he, he really hasn't like it did in cincinnati's defense you know did did a pretty good job against those guys i thought it, it would i and then the, the the scary part for iowa state i keep coming back to it is a night game in norman yeah that place is hard to play at it really is like it's it's one of those games, and you know, going around the Big Twelve, there's a couple atmospheres that are legitimately intimidating. That is one of them, um, because they're right on the sideline, and so it is. It, that place gets loud, and they play that damn song over and over and over again, and it can it can get away from you if you're not careful. I, some really yeah. good Iowa State teams have gone down there, and it's gotten away from them. So that's one thing that why I, I look at the spread. I'm like, gosh, twenty seems like a lot, but what Oklahoma does to some teams, once it gets going downhill, it's it's tough to stop them sometimes. Prefer that this would be an 11 o'clock kick. Yes. For sure. Yes. I want to thank our friends at Gravitate Coworking. Go to gravitatecoworking.com to check out all the different meeting spaces and locations throughout the Des Moines metro. Uh, not just the metro, but they've got offices in downtown Des Moines, East Village Des Moines, Midtown Windsor Heights, and also in Jefferson, a rural one, which is really cool. Uh, meeting spaces. I mean, they got everything from a mailbox all the way to a downtown private office, which is available right now, which is sweet. I would give anything to have one of those. That's pretty freaking awesome. Yes, I got an office sure. I think you need to. But man, this I'm looking at it right now on gravitatecoworking.com, and it is uh, it is sweet. They've got you can rent meeting rooms by the hour. Um, so so check it out. The, it, good stuff. Gravitatecoworking.com, longtime sponsor of what we do. Also, want to thank uh, our friend Hope Wood who is a wonderful attorney. She does wills. She makes a will in a day for you. You can go to hopewoodjd.com. Don't screw around. We're, we're nearing the end of the year. Get the will done. Take care of your family. Family first. You can go to hopewoodjd.com. Schedule an appointment in the upper right. You can use the promo code FANATIC and get $50 off your will uh, from our friend Hopewood. Big Psych One fan. She's come on a bunch of our trips and stuff. Really cool woman. Uh, let's go through the Big 12. Are you good with that? Let's do it. You got any meat to pick off the bone for the Cyclones and Sooners? No, I just think it's a fun game. I mean, this is this is one of those you look forward to. And why do you come play at Iowa State for games like this? This is the last time Iowa State's going to play Oklahoma 
probably in a long, long time, so, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So maybe until like a bowl game or yeah. Something. I mean, it's and and there's uh, maybe my favorite memory of Iowa State football is going down there in 2017. Still surreal. So I heard a rumor, by the way. Okay, you ready for this rumor? Love rumors. I don't know if it's true. I heard Joel Lanning may be on the trip as a special guest. It's like a nod to the past. Yes, it's like a special motivation of look what we've done before down here. That's cool. Yeah, I like so anyway, that. I, I, like I think that's incorporating the I, I do. older guys in the program. I, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Speaking so Joel- of that, speaking of that, I did um, I did a CW pod on Iowa Everywhere with Dan McCarney. Yes. Yesterday. Oh and my Mac gosh. Told me, Mac told me he's coming back for the TCU game next week. He's doing. I think he's coming in on like Thursday and he's speaking to men's and women's basketball, both, you know, the whole, like what it means to be an Iowa Stater thing. And then he's doing the whole, I I think, and I don't know, but I think they're going to take him out onto the field. It's the Jack Trice celebration and Mac is all amped up about that. So that that week, I mean, that game next Saturday is going to be electric. Uh, I can't wait. I mean, there's so many fun things happening and around the hundredth anniversary and, my mm-hmm. gosh, it's going to be great. Night game, another, whole thing. Another thing, too, and then I also want to talk to you about the pork thing. Um, <laughs> Larry Stacey and I, he's, he's now my like new best friend. We text all the time. He, We were, we were going to do this week. We just keep having little scheduling deals. So Larry and I, we're, maybe next week here on the Wednesday we're, pod. We're working on it. Yeah. We are, yeah. We, you know, Larry's a, he's a busy man. He's Larry. But he no, he wants to come on. Like he's he's very excited about this, and we've we've had multiple conversations, and it's going to be great. So it's gonna happen, yeah. guys. It was going to happen today, and then we just we dropped the ball. Uh, we'll we'll get that ball picked up though. It, it actually, Larry made a great point. He emailed me this morning. It'll be he's like, oh, it'll be better to do it closer to basketball, anyways. So you got it, Larry. Up. I can't wait, man. Fired up for that. Let's Looking go. That. Uh, before we do the Big Twelve thing, um, the the Iowa pork. We will uh, shoot. Yeah, uh, was, I mean, it went viral. It did. We Darren Rovell. Yesterday, the last two days, the our little so the the Ryan Day Lou Holtz thing and that combined. I mean, we're looking at like five six million views on the internet between the two brands. Just a couple hacks. Day. Just a couple <laughs> hacks and Bondurant, buddy. What are we doing? <laughs> so, I, I told you when. Before this was even done, I said this is going to be like one of the great NIL deals ever, and you guys knocked it out of the park. I know Van Winkle was your photographer, but you guys have to be thrilled like that. Oh, it's so cool! And hey, kudos to you by the you're the you you deserve big thanks here. You're because Iowa Pork's been a long time sponsor of CS, yeah. right? Yep, yep. And so when that when that photo went viral, um, you were at the center of getting getting us connected with with Joyce sure. and the team at. I love pork. So thank you, my I friend. Love, like you, I love the pork people. They're, yeah, they, I'm happy for them because they're like first class upstanding huh. and they're, they're great. And the fact that this got some attention, keep an eye out. Uh, t-shirts are coming. So Joyce is one of my favorite people. Joyce at Iowa pork that I've yeah. ever worked with in 20 years. She's, She's just a lovely woman. Wonderful person. So it's been, it has been fun to watch that. Uh, but yeah, did not, did not think that purchase more ham and bacon would be on the front page of ESPN. Among, I among other things. I didn't see that it got on the, I saw your tweet. 
I mean, I had seen it on like on three and like all that other yeah. stuff. But I didn't know the ESPN grabbed the whole. Yeah, they grabbed it. It, it. it got sent an alert to my phone and a couple other people. So I don't know why. Again, you just never know it's going to make news anymore. But I'm glad for those guys that. And by the way, if you're a company, it was super cost effective. So this ran in the register. So I can just tell you each of those guys uh, got a thousand dollars. That's it. Like, it's not like they that Iowa Pork spent um, hundreds of thousands of dollars on this deal. It can be a really cost-effective way to get get some good publicity. A hell of an investment by Pork. Yeah, yeah. I maybe maybe I undercharged, or maybe we under, But hey, it's they're good people. So got the word out, and uh, the guys are ecstatic. You know, what I really like Cedar is Kayla Bacon and Tommy Hammond are both walk-ons. Mm-hmm. So they don't get they and Tommy's from Minnesota. He's paying out-of-state tuition. So a thousand dollars for that guy is is great. I was actually thinking that uh, purchase and more got great deal here because they just <laughs> just happen to be what their names are, right? Like they right. just needed them to finish out a sentence. That was a great deal for those guys. Yeah, no, they and they were, uh, it was and by the and Matt Van Winkle is is a uh, is the best. So he, I'm so glad that he was a part of this. So anyway, thank you all for your support. But seriously, if you have a company and you want to do something fun, uh, we got mm. another thing coming out this week. Um, working with a local company aims, a small NIL deal. So there's some fun things that can happen and can get some great attention. Good stuff. It was, it's been fun to, it's been fun, fun to, to sit watch. back and now, watch. I mean, I'm glad Iowa State won against I, Oklahoma I, State or else that might've been a little bit different reaction. Well, I put the ad up on my, on my professional Facebook page and I, I don't know if I've ever had anything shared as much. <laughs> And that's not really surprising too that the Facebook crowd's like, ah, you know, but like it's, it, it was a really, you guys did a good job with it. Well, well thank that. you for your help on that. And thank you yeah. to uh, Iowa Pork and those four guys. And they're, that's the fun part. You get to know these guys and you want them to do well as people. Yeah. They, they were really, really pumped up. And real quick note Iowa Pork is sending $1,000 worth of pork to each of their local food banks, including Miles is in Denver, Colorado. So that's cool, cool man. Very cool. All right, let's do our real quick look at the Big 12 this week. We do have the Friday night game, which is Cincinnati at BYU. 9-15 is your kick. Um, I I don't know what Cincinnati is. I think I know what BYU is. I think BYU is good, but not great. I think Cincinnati could surprise us and be to six or seven wins, but I could also see them tanking here now that they've been scouted a little bit. They just yep. don't. I don't. I, I, who knows with this game, Brent, but I guess I'll, I'll be watching Friday night, that's big a, 12 game. We'll take that's it. a long road trip too. So I don't know. I was surprised when that line came out. I I think. I don't even have the lines in front of me. Do you well, have the lines? I'll I, let you. Yeah. I mean, it, when it came out at three and a half. Four, I would play BYU. I mean, I think so too, but I, man, there are defense isn't great. Um, let me hear. I got you. Got you just a second. It has moved up a little bit. It is now at no. Wait, something's weird's going on. I take that back. What happened? Cincinnati's what happened? now Cincinnati's now favored by two. Wonder if there's an injury. There or... must be an injury. Something's going on there. Well, don't bet on that game. Don't bet on that game. That's that's the bit best advice. Yes. Kansas is at Texas two thirty. Uh, that's your first Big Twelve game of the week on Saturday. Uh, let's see what you got, Lance Leipold, because my gut tells me that Kansas gets blown out here, even though they're a top 25 team and undefeated and all that jazz. But um, that, that that is my gut. What about you? you yeah, a- I think I think all these games, it's like 
the every game the only game that is within a touchdown is that Cincinnati BYU game. Otherwise, these are all uh, ten points and above. Tech so, and Houston two thirty. Yeah. Yep. Then you've got Baylor at UCF, which Baylor is a abomination of. We'll see, man. I don't know. And then West Virginia TCU. Well, it's like. <sighs> It's one of those weird Saturdays. It's like th- yeah. they, these things could get out of hand, or you might. I don't know. I mean, we'll learn a lot more Saturday. What is again. West Virginia TCU line? Thirteen. Oh, I would play West Virginia there. I think I would too. I mean, Give me the points in that one. So here's we haven't talked about this. The over under for Iowa State Oklahoma. What does that surprise me a little bit? What would it's you high. Guess? I bet it's high. Higher than we would think. I would guess. Um, uh, don't tell me. Okay. It's minus twenty. They're going to have Oklahoma winning something like uh, 34 to 14. So 54. You were, you, so you, you should have gone with what you just said. If it's 48 and a half. Okay. So yeah, I just did the math wrong in yep. my head. So, so they're I, thinking, I it though, didn't I? Yeah. They're thinking 34 to 14. That's exactly what the, what okay. the thinking is. So you I well just, done. I just, I just screwed I, up my uh, math. There you go. I just thought, I thought considering Oklahoma put up, 70 some and 60 some in games earlier this year i thought it'd be higher it's not so well, especially after iowa state's defense last week that's why i was yeah. thinking I, I was leaning I, higher i was thinking it'd be around 55 so the fact it's 48 that's interesting Maybe some value there yeah we'll see because iowa state's gonna try and throw the ball i have no no doubt about it well the, the interesting thing about iowa state and i don't know like how these graphics come up and all this stuff but like it took a lot of balls to put the air raid thing out there. <laughs> Honestly, like I, I, I don't think that they were like making a statement, like being like, "Hey, no. we're gonna run the air raid." That was certainly not what they were doing. That was an internet inside joke. Correct, but like you, you can't be dropping stuff like that and then be like, oh, "Okay, we're gonna go back to rushing it eighty percent of the time." No, no, I and I was the Iowa no. State will not. No, this is. Honestly, uh, in my I, my opinion on Saturday, this is a Rocco, let's see what you got type of game. You, you proved well. it once, and if you don't have it, then it's like, well, learning experience. I think you let him go. I mean, I don't see Iowa State moving them at all up front. So you you got you're gonna have this is gonna be on Rocco, and let's see what he has. I'm excited for him. You know, it could he might throw a couple picks and, but he's bounced back before. What is most impressive about him on last week was, man, he got a bunch of shots and he just uh-huh. kept getting up. So, Bloom, I have a feeling about him. I just was talking to somebody yesterday. Like he, he, he feels special to me. Yeah, he I just, just seems like he's he's got he's got a little of the it. He's got the Purdy factor of the distributor type that that I really really like. And again, I'm not. I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Brock was who knows, but like the thing about Brock, in fact, I would also say early in his career, Brock goes better because he, he's not going to make the big mistake. At least we haven't seen it yet. We have seen him, but it, like, they weren't like stupid plays. Like we'd see Brock yeah. like, try and do too much. Right. You know, Rock went through a pick six against Iowa and he, he's thrown, but a lot, it, it, it's just like that pick six against Iowa I've seen 10 Iowa state quarterbacks make that pro- play that exact yeah. same play. Okay? You could so, argue that was, that was on the running back for yeah. running a bad route. And then like, you, but you look at the rest of his mistakes and it's like, you know, 
almost all of them I could put on somebody else. Like he's just been really, really solid mentally. Yep. And that's right. I, I don't know about running back. I'm, I'm not, I think I'm, I know I'm sold on these young guys in the future, but like as, as far as right now, but I think like with the tight ends and the receivers, Iowa state has guys that you can win with. I, I, I totally agree. I really, you know, it, you know, it was interesting. I thought it was uh, kudos to both Shieldhouse and Rocco on that fourth and three play. Matt talked about this last night on the coach's oh, what, show. What a great play. So Rocco came over to the sideline after the first series and said, Hey, uh, let's run that play again. Jalen's wide open if if we do it right. And wow. lo and behold, Iowa State gets in the fourth down and Nate dial- dials up the same play from the previous series that's, that's that Rocco told him to run. And that's a lot of trust in everybody there. God, you're making this uh, Tuesday night Colin show feel like must. must it was, I'm telling you, like. I just want to hear Campbell geek out on football like he used to. That's just well, what I want. But I, he does I, it. He does it in the in the yeah. Collins show. Unfortunately, it's seven thirty at night and yeah. hard to find. I mean, like, the radio is a hard like dial up anymore. It right? is. It's, not... it's on a podcast though. I mean, you can find it, but I'm just telling you, like he, yeah. if you want, if you yeah, want honest sidecast or is that where Psycast. it is? It's on sidecast. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So okay. if you want, if you want Matt Campbell and actual football conversation, I would encourage you. Oh, to go and check he li- he likes Hark and. John, John, so he feels absolutely. comfortable around them. So it makes it, it's way better than Campbell surrounded by all of us hacks on a Tuesday. That's a cameras fact. all over him, and yeah. you know he, he he you know he bottles just, up. So yeah, just a pro pro tip, pro check that out. It was, it was very insightful. All right, Bloom. Uh, I know you got stuff to go do. You have really important business to take care of. <laughs> Always yeah. serious nil game. Of- or we're watching the game on Saturday together, right? Um, I'm here. I've got, got that. Got on. that bourbon ready? Oh yeah. Okay. Right here, baby. No, I I got nothing going on. In fact, my wife has to work, so it's just me and the girls at home okay. all day. And I'm gonna Figure have games out. on. Might smoke, might smoke me some Iowa pork ribs. To be honest with you. Here we go. Let's go get. Hey, like let's uh, let's have good Joel Lanning vibes. <laughs> all right, Joel Lanning. Uh, for Lanning. He's, he's Brent Bloom. My name is Chris Williams. We'll be back on Sunday night here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network.